This is Limit Up, the place where we explore markets, strategies, and trading psychology to take your trading to the next level. Hey traders, Eddie Horn here from Top Step Trader. This is Limit Up. That's where we talk with traders, market participants, and trading psychologists. Now, we do this to help you improve your trading. Uh, we've got a new episode every week, so make sure you subscribe via iTunes or Google Play. This week, we're tackling automated trading and trading algorithms. I'm joined in my studio by my good friend and colleague here at Top Step Trader, John, a.k.a. The Hogue, Hoagland. John, thanks for dropping in. Always a pleasure, Eddie. How are you, sir? Uh, pretty good, pretty good. Um, talking about the robots, the ro man against machine. Mm. <laughs> uh, Hogue, you know what? I, I can tell you that uh, a lot of talk re regarding uh these algos, these robots, um, but I, I can't tell you how many times traders uh, in the Squawk broadcast or traders that I've talked to say things like, it's us against the machines. Now, there's a perception out there, right or wrong, okay, uh, that those of us who are uh, point-and-click traders, uh, buy low, sell high, uh, are competing against these high-speed robots. Well, in some regards, I mean, we are the HFTs, and there are even some some predatory algos out there that kind of sense order flow, and and they kind of do. They kind of look for, um, you know, smaller retail discretionary traders where they get out. They understand their risk parameters, and sometimes they will they'll go they'll go fishing for their stops. Sometimes, you know, we're not they're not wrong in in saying that. Um, you know, if these machines are are created by people. If they're if these machines are programmed to do that, that's what they do. Uh, you know, however, you know, our guest today is not setting up those kind of 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 programs or algorithms. He's giving you an opportunity to kind of solidify your trading plan, put it into code, and and have it execute for you, taking some of the emotion out of it. Now, there's good and bad things about that. It, right. it, it takes time. And, you know, once you do put together some sort of a trading system and that, you, that you've, that you you know, set in an algo, um, there's going to be specific times where the market is going to change and it, and it may not work for you. So it's something you always have to monitor. No. Um, how about a game plan? I mean, does does that fall into the same category as something that uh, you know I've put together, I've formatted, I've put it into play, and it's not working? There's always that possibility. You spend all this time trying to put your your plan together. You've you've put it into code, and it, and then it doesn't work. Right. Right. Okay. All right. Well, uh, we're going to bring Jared Broad, the founder of Quant Connect, on uh, in a little bit to get his perspective. But you know, before I do that, I thought I could talk to you about the uh, the rise of the machines. We talk about this. Uh, we talk about the algo versus the human. We talk about um, the algos are controlling the markets. We talk about um, can I get a trade in with the algos? What's your feeling about uh, the uh, the algorithms versus uh, somebody that is just you know scalping the market. Well, I think there's there's good points and and you know bad points to both really. Um, 
you know, coming from the trading floor, we didn't have algos. Everything oh. was ex- executed in right. the pit. Now there were program trades that a lot of banks and and uh, um, you know, larger participants used, but they still had to execute using human beings. They had to send the orders into the pit. We and we had the opportunity, being floor traders, to be able to see those orders coming in. We could we understood when bigger participants were entering or leaving the marketplace. We don't have that opportunity now, since everything is pretty much on screen. We don't know if it's a machine or another human being on the other side of our trades. Um, so. While there may be good things for both, A, as in, you know, if you have an algorithm that's working in a current market state, it's great because it takes the emotion out. You don't have to, um, you don't, you don't have to feel the feelings that a discretionary trader is, is feeling. Um, you know, discretionary traders, if you have a couple of bad trades, you start getting upset, you get away from your plan, having a, a, a programmed plan playing out for you where you don't have to be involved can be a benefit for you. Uh, one of the bad things about it is you know, these market states change on a dime and when you've developed a, a plan or an algorithm that works in one market state it may not work in other market market states. Alright. All right. Great points, Hoag. Um, Alright, this seems like a good point to bring in uh, Jared Broad from Quant Connect. Alright, so we've got Jared Broad uh, founder and CEO of Quant Connect with us here, and I'd like to say uh, hello, Jared. How are you? Good, good. Thank you, Eddie. It's great to be here. Very nice to have you here. Um, now, let's start this out. Jared, tell us a little bit about yourself, and uh, if you could, uh, tell us about Quant Connect. Well, I'm uh, a New Zealander originally. Uh, I live in New York, and uh, I'm the founder and CEO of Quant Connect. Quant Connect is a website which lets you design. Uh, trading robots design algorithmic trading strategies so that you can apply it to your account or to your to your portfolio in the Quant case we're actually distributing that through something that we're calling alpha streams um, alpha streams is a way for us to take this crowd these thousands of engineers all with different algorithms and different strategies and distribute them to uh, hedge funds Jared Give me a little definition. Algorithmic trading. Now, we hear about that a lot. Can you give me a definition, a breakdown, simplified? Yeah, I, I think there's a lot of misunderstanding about what is algorithmic trading. People are uh, very um, almost fearful of it, and they think of the Terminator, and there's robots going to conquer us all. Right. Um, and really, algorithmic trading is just some strategy just like a normal human one that you trade, but it's been applied through a computer program. So that doesn't necessarily mean high-frequency trading. Those algorithms go from very, very fast ones to very long-term buy-and-hold ones, just like you would do as a person. Jared, I'd like to know, um, what was one of your first experiences in trading? Wow, I think I was about uh, 12. Um, I I somehow, um, I worked at the public library and I I got a whole bunch of computers just given to me because they were disposing of them so I cleaned them up and installed Duke Nukem on them and I made (laughs) I made yeah I made a a two thousand dollars which for like a 12 13 year old was an enormous amount of money so I put all of that onto um, a penny stock in the New Zealand stock market and um, had apple or fruit some sort of fruit in its name and um, 
it crashed horribly. <laughs> it it went up like fifty percent, and and then just crashed within a couple of weeks after that. Now, being at that age, all right, was it more or less okay? What's next? Or hey, you know what? I got a little fever here. I'm going to look into something else in this line. At that age, I was still passionate, but at that point, I was now broke. <laughs> what, you 12 years old? <laughs> I couldn't keep going. I was going. broke when I was 16. <laughs> right. So. But they still continued with the science and the programming and learning about uh, how to how to apply those ideas. And I actually kept on doing that through college, just trying to apply out. Staying with it. And computers. To right. Yeah. All right. Staying with it like that. Now, uh, what I want to do is uh, we've got a lot of listeners here. We, we talk about uh, the algorithmic trading and so forth. And I'm really hoping to open up uh, the quant conversation to many uh, of the traders that uh, are not as familiar as it, with it as, as others. And uh, so can we sort of break it down and do some basics on this? Hmm. Absolutely. So... Uh, effectively, as a trader, you've got your your strategy. You, your you've got a set of rules or principles that you apply, and it's almost over time. Uh, human traders they become more rigorous in their definition, and that's kind of how you separate the amateurs and the professionals. The amateurs are just buying whatever they feel like it and sell and panicking and selling when the market's plummeting, but the professionals often you know buy into the market when it's plummeting. Right. So. That's kind of a strategy that they've defined, and there's there's millions of them out there that people come up with, and then they trade their strategy on their market. So, effectively, algorithmic trading is the same. So, you your strategy might be a breakout strategy. You you watch a stock, and when it breaks out of your little box, then you go long or short. And algorithmic trading is the same ideas, just enforced with code. So. Would, would you would you consider something like it being a, a coach or a manager watching you as a player, telling you, hey, you know what, the situation's coming up. There's there's time for a, an action. Almost, you could think of it as uh, uh, your training. So it's not necessarily in live live trading, but you could have your coach uh, giving you feedback when you design the strategy. You can test it, and you can see how that strategy is performed, and that's called a back test. You, you test your ideas on historical data. Uh, you know what? What is a back test? You you've, say you've got your strategy and you write code for it, and then you pump historical data into it. You, you just go back to the year two thousand and then run it through your code and see what the equity curve looks like. Now you mentioned writing code. I'm new to trading, never written code before. Where do I stand? Algorithmic trading is is much easier if you understand how to code. So okay. you, your first step should really be taking some basic programming courses online. And there's a lot of free ones on Coursera and Udemy. You can just pick up coding, learn Python or C Sharp, and um, you, then you can start applying those skills to your trading. All right. You know, even the uh, even just electronic trading, looking at a screen and doing, you need you can't just jump in and trade. You need to do the same thing. You need to find courses to get you at least uh, your first step on the first step, uh, your first step up, um, the right direction, what I need to know about trading. So this is the same process, and I uh, appreciate you sort of giving us the basics on that. For those less familiar with quant trading, all right, uh, what do you have to know? There's a... When, when you're designing a strategy with code and you can test it on historical data, there's a, a big temptation to iterate 
to test one idea and then tweak it just a little bit to to move your your breakout window to just one percent more or move the time of your breakout to just a little bit less and uh, that's uh, called curve fitting you're going to be making your strategy look better but in reality, there's no fundamentals behind those optimizations that you're doing. Now, you talk about like you can sort of open it up a little bit. Um, now, is that sort of saying that, uh, you know, what I want to do is is something different? I'm sort of – that's like when somebody moves a stop. You know, I got a stop in here and market's close. Oh, it's getting so close I need to move it out a bit. Uh, and then before you know it, you've moved it 10 ticks uh, off your original stop and you get stopped out and you're getting hit on that. Do you find that uh, when you start to fine-tune and start to adjust, um, is this more of a uh, progression for success, or is just this something that you're feeling more comfortable uh, using the algorithm? In in the algorithmic trading case, uh, you, in, in fact, with Top Step as well, you need to start with some fundamental theory about what the markets are doing, and you're trading based on that theory. So it's, it's you believe that, for example, the, the low volatility is going to cause some run-on effect in your, your industry or your stocks. So you're taking that theory and you're applying it to the market. So, for example, um, one theory is all this low volatility is going to make option trading very attractive because you can start selling insurance and you've got a low probability of it being hit. So um, with that, with those... Um, those strategies there's always some variable there's something like your moving average cross are you going to use the 50 and the 200 for your moving average cross periods or are you going to use uh, 45 and 150 and those are just variables that will uh, chew you up in the end you, you don't want to be uh, adjusting those variables and playing with them because okay. you can always make it look better so the second thing as well uh, algorithms are very uh, deterministic so as a human trader you'll have a strategy and when you put it into code it won't work because what you don't realize is that your strategy is half in your brain and it's this gray matter between your ears which is doing half of the math and then when you actually put the raw code onto onto the page uh, you might find that statistically it's it's no better than break even and that uh, those those circumstances that you're talking about like when you're moving your stop out or when you read the news that morning and you decide not to trade or you know you, you decide to step away from your computer for lunch all right. of those real life things are actually might might make up part of your edge without you even realizing it so this this is how you're developing yeah it? right exactly so when you're developing your algorithm it, when you implement it with rigor when you put it into the code right you might find that all of your performance goes away and you don't actually achieve it and so then really you need to think about what is my actual strategy you really need to work on defining it because there's a lot going on that you don't realize yeah, same thing with uh, setting up a game plan with a trader uh you know do my homework you know i'm not shortcutting i'm not half-assing i'm doing the work i got my game plan ready to go uh turn my computers on look at my charts market opens and all of a sudden it's going the other way it's like wait a minute so uh, I, I can relate with uh, exactly what you're talking about and uh, the insight and the uh, the fine-tuning that needs to be done to get you on track. Or in the algorithmic trading case, you don't want to be doing the fine-tuning. Maybe in live trading you do, but in algorithmic trading you don't. No matter what you do, you can find a moving average cross mm -hmm. that looks good on paper. 
Mm-hmm. Okay. You can always find that. It's just like um, um, you can, just like on Google, whatever you type into Google, you're going to have a search result for because there's millions of search results out there. It's just like that in the markets. You can put in any sort of parameters and you're going to find a curve that looks good, but there needs to be some sort of foundation to the idea. Right. Some sort of real reason in the real world. So the thing is, you don't want to be adjusting too much. Right. You want to be set in your ways and uh, set in your program. For, for, for when you define the idea, or, or if there are variables, it needs to be based on something in reality. Like the reason why it might be a 90-day SMA is because of the quarterly earnings announcement. SMA, simple moving average. Yes. Okay, average. just breaking yeah. it down. Yeah. All right. Um, how about strategies? Uh, what are some strategies? Um, how might they compare uh, with someone who is more of a point-and-click style trader? Is this sort of the set and forget? There's a few different types of algorithmic straight, uh, strategies. Uh, there's a lot of the common ones that top trader might be used to, like the technical analysis, and you can build in um, all of the common technical uh, strategies. And then there's uh, more portfolio quantitative ones where people take a whole bunch of stocks and, and view it as a, a basket. Okay. And, and look for the best return over the whole basket, going long and short sum to, to make the, the total equity curve look good. Okay. Now, uh, growth in quant trading. Now, is this something electronic traders should be concerned with? We're a little bit biased. We don't think they should be concerned. We absolutely think that people should be embracing it, though. We think that it's kind of the future of the markets and electronic trading is only going to become more prevalent. And we're, we're seeing... Uh, our theory is that the markets are becoming more efficient. So you're seeing a lot of low volatility, and it might be because of the Fed or this, but one of the core reasons might be the change in the technology. There's a lot more technology and, in, in, in our opinion, efficiency in the markets, and it's it's going to hopefully continue in the future. You know, one thing here, I, I grew up on the trading floor, the open outcry. You know, technology was... I think the the best we got was time and sales. When somebody would say, go get time and sales, and you'd go to a computer, you'd type it up, and it'd print out, and you'd run it back. That's about as technical as we got in in the pit with the open outcry. Now that we've moved to electronic, now, is this, let me ask you, is this the, it's been around, but is this the way of the future? Is this something that at one point, uh, if you're not on the bus, you're going to miss your ride? Absolutely, it's the future, and... Uh I think you need to be on the bus now, or you might have already missed the ride, and and um, people should just start to... They don't necessarily need to learn to code. I mean, there's lots of tools out there, not necessarily QuantConnect, where you can design an algorithm with building blocks and connecting pieces together, uh, so that way you can sort of automate the strategies you're already trading fairly easily. And um, in, in the long term, though, we think that you're going to need the control you're going to need the fine-tuning and understanding of the algorithm to really do that. Okay. Now, um, i got some questions here. Uh, I like to call them the fun questions. Throughout your career of trading, could you share with us, what was your scariest trade you ever made? I actually think uh, it was an algorithm that I had running um, when Japan's uh, nuclear reactor exploded. And it was a completely unforeseen event, and I had this algorithm running, and uh, it was it was using effectively a martingale technique. Explain that. So martingale is uh, if 
you place a trade in a direction, just whatever. You use the best guess you can. And if it goes against you, you double down the opposite direction. Okay. And then uh, if that trade goes against you, you quadruple down <laughs> the opposite direction again. And so it's it's it was actually, a I think, originally a gambling technique in roulette. You know, you, you play one, you play a, a blackjack, I mean. Right. You, you play blackjack and then you double down. If you lost a round, you double down again. And it's always going to be a losing strategy. But for, right. for the short term, the equity curve is perfectly smooth. But over the long term, you can't continue that. So that would turn around, and that would put you in uh, put you in a better aspect of the market. Right, exactly. And then during this time when the the reactor exploded, the markets went nuts both ways. It was going up and down and up and down, and my algorithm kept getting it wrong <laughs> and doubling down the wrong direction. Let me ask you something on that. Now, we get. I mean, gosh, this is a, this is a business of unpredictability. Uh, anything can happen at any certain time. Um, what are the safeguards having an algorithm? Like you said, it's, it's, it's going all over the place. Is this, is this something that uh, you need to be quick on the button or either a cancel out or a pull out? Or, what, what's some of the actions that you would need to take? Let's say that, uh, let's use that uh, same scenario about mm-hmm. the Japanese uh, nuclear disaster. Right. What, what would be something, what would be a reaction that you would need to do? In hindsight, so this was relatively early in my live trading algorithms. Um, in the, after that, I learned that uh, you need to make an algorithm, in any strategy, which only risks as much as you're comfortable risking. So when you're trading and if your strategy requires that you're levered 400% and you're down 10% in, you know, in your drawdown, it can uh, emotionally wipe you out and you can't stick to the, the, the schedule. And uh, it turned out if I'd actually stuck to the schedule, we would have been okay. But I stopped the algorithm that day, and um, we, we lost a lot that, that one day. But it was, it was because I didn't stick to it. But it's also because I had a, a strategy which I couldn't live with. Right. Well, one thing is, too, I mean, I mean, how much heat can you take? Right. You know, we're only human. Um, you know, at one point, it, it's... I need to do something now, okay? And it, like I said, is how much heat can you take? Mm-hmm. But, uh, I mean, that goes for a lot of our traders, too. It's like, if I shoulda, coulda, woulda, you know? So, I mean, I, I totally understand where you're coming from. Um, now, what I want to ask you about is, uh, you know, let's go to the uh, uh, your best trade. If you could share with us, what's your favorite trade? Ah, uh, it's... It's been a lot of fun with cryptocurrencies lately. Uh, oh, tell us about crypto. Bitcoin, my God. Uh, that's, that's like the fashionable thing right now. Everybody wants to know about this Bitcoin. I know they opened it up. It's sort of leveled off a bit, but we still got these big moves. What what crypto are you looking at? We, we added crypto to Quant Connect about three, four months ago, uh, and we integrated with GDAX, one of the major U.S. exchanges. And um, so for that testing, we we started buying some assets for that in October, which in crypto terms is a, a lifetime ago. Just so that we could exactly. Do. Oh my God! Yeah. <laughs> right. So it's been fairly uh, fun to watch that rise up, and uh, our testing account is going really well. What you know? What can you give us a little hint on uh, what you took? Yeah, we're in um, Ethereum and Litecoin, but um, the Litecoin was a smaller position. But Ethereum's this. Uh, it's a token which is the foundation to a lot of other coins. 
So right. a lot of other companies rely on Ethereum, which um, just fundamentally has a has a greater network effect. Right. Than, I, I think it just hit uh, it hit its new highs here today. Right. right. Early today, it's like uh, we hear about Ripple. All of a sudden, Ripple comes flying in here, and I'm not talking about uh, the Ripple that uh, Fred Sanford used to sip on. I'm talking about the uh, the crypto Ripple. And uh, let me get your uh, get your uh, your feeling about um, how these cryptocurrencies uh, are, are jumping one. This one's the top one. Obviously, Bitcoin is way ahead, okay? Um, but we got so many more cryptocurrencies coming up. What do you think the future of this market is? Now, that's a tough question, but just to, just friend to friend. Mm-hmm. We're sitting at it. We're sitting at uh, Starbucks, and I, and I know that you trade cryptocurrencies. I don't, but I want to ask you about the future of crypto. Assuming it doesn't all crash and burn horribly, that's sort of assuming it survives <laughs> yeah. the next couple of years of, of I think it will. I think legislation probably. and everything else that's about to happen. It's actually a really exciting future. Um, I can see uh, money becoming one of many payment options. You could get in a taxi and you're going to have to pay for your ride in the taxi's coin. And right. you, you'll store your assets. It won't be money. It won't be dollars. It'll be assets. You'll store your coins or tokens or whatever they are somewhere in your wallet, your virtual wallet. And you'll sort of pull out your phone. And you'll pay for the taxi and, and, you know, yellow cab coins. And then you'll have to convert it over to Uber coins later so that you can take right, it right, right home or whatever. <laughs> um, it's going to become a sort of foundation of the world. It's it's quite exciting. But So you think this is something like uh, like another credit card? Credit card doesn't do its service. Um, think of like a loyalty program on steroids. Like if, if you bought the cab's coin and then they could give you um, uh, discounts every time you ride with them. And they'll know all of that information just by you paying with your coin. So it's like every company in the world would instantly pick up this loyalty program. Or um, there's just so many other uh, just totally unforeseen ideas that will happen once uh, it's commonly available right now there's it's really traded in the marketplace and there's a few people that can access it but soon it'll start distributing to the wider community right and then people will start using coins in day-to-day life now uh went on your website quant connect and uh, uh went to the forums and there's a question about cryptocurrencies and algorithms right um, can you explain that a little bit so on QuantConnect, we now su- we support equities, futures, options, uh, FX, and uh, in October, we added cryptocurrencies. So uh, GDAX is the major exchange in the US. So if you've got an idea for how the crypto market moves, you can build an algorithm and start trading that on your GDAX account. Awesome. Okay. Thank you. Now, question for you here at... Uh here in the broadcast booth at Top Step Trader, I like to call it my time machine, where I give you an opportunity to go back in time and uh, tell yourself one thing as you started out. Now, what, Jared, what would that one thing be? You get to go back in time, and all of a sudden you see yourself, and you say, hey, come here, i got something to tell you. Uh, take risks. Uh, don't be afraid to take risks. But um, in life take risks but in trading don't take any risk okay <laughs> play it safe uh use risk control and the japanese uh, nuclear incident is is the perfect example they should have yeah. been risk controlled my goodness yes exactly all right um how about a favorite thing let's 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 narrow it down 
What's your favorite toy? Now, when I say toy, it could be uh, it could be a car, it could be a house, a watch, something. What's your favorite toy? Mm. I, I live in New York, and so unfortunately, I don't have a car. But uh, I, I will have a motorcycle one day, and that'll be my favorite toy. But for now, it's my uh, my Bose noise canceling headphones. They're they're just a lifesaver in, in the office where people are talking and chatting and just cuts out all the noise and you just zone zone in zone in there you go get in the zone yeah. all right all right well jared i appreciate you being with us here today and um before you go i want you to uh share with us where people can find you online uh if we can talk a little bit more about quant connect um so where could people find you online you can find us at quantconnect.com. Uh, that's our web community where we centralize uh, free data so you can design an algorithm and trade it. We also have a large open source project called Lean. So if you're a, a sort of a startup hedge fund or you want to run it on your own data or on your own computer, you can check us out on GitHub under Lean. Okay. All right. So check it out, quantconnect.com. Jared, thanks a lot. Thank you very much, Ed. Great to, great to be here. All right. Take care. All right. All right, Hoag. Um, very interesting. It was interesting even uh, though Jared was trading off an algorithm. Uh, he still had the same experience that many point-and-click traders do when it comes to his algorithm that, uh, that kind of went haywire on him, cost him a lot of money uh, when some unexpected news crossed the wire when when a market moved unexpectedly um i i guess you could say we're both in the same ballpark here yeah there's always the the, the fact that markets change and sometimes very rapidly and you know as we mentioned before uh, you know having an algorithm trading for you uh, successfully is great but the minute that something changes when uh, like he, he said you know a news event came out and right. market went crazy you know he's the algo is nowhere near as quick to adapt as a discretionary trader if you're a discretionary trader even though you may not be prepared for a, re a release of that a news event something like that you're going to at least be able to get out and stay out an algorithm you're going to have to just end it and you don't know what's going to happen between the time when the news comes out and you actually you know stop your algorithm so um you know the human trader is much quicker to react okay all right now i being a trader trading on the floor trading electronic i've never dealt with algorithms or but i hear a lot about it um trying to set something up like this have you participated in uh, any means or any uh, uh perspective of algos i have talked to a number of people who were working on putting together algorithms that were you know basically either going through a platform or even direct to the exchange um it's been a challenge for them they've been at it for a long time they've learned code uh and you know some of them while successful in in, in at small periods of time are constantly trying to adapt and improve their algorithms because again when market state changes they, it doesn't work in every market state you'll see uh when a, a big release is coming out a, a big news release right. uh where there's going to be a, vol a lot of volatility 
um, even professional algorithms and HFTs, they, they, they bow out. They don't want to be involved in that. They, they you right. know, they're, they're smart enough to know that, okay, this is not conducive to my strategy being successful, so I'm out. Um, you know, I, I think a lot of individuals, individual code writers or people that are creating the, these algorithms, it, it's, it's going to be a learning curve to find out, hey, this doesn't work in this market state, or this doesn't work in volatility, so I'm going to have to turn it off and turn it back on again when the market state is suitable. Question. Quants, algorithms in five years. Quants, algorithms in ten years. I don't think that they're ever going to be able to replace the human trader uh, again because they they do not adapt as quickly when when you're when you're a successful intuitive trader you're you're going to be able to recognize changes in the marketplace before your before your algorithm or your quant is going to be able to at least that's my opinion I think that. The human mind is better than any computer, at least so far. We never know what uh, what uh, technology is going to bring in the future. Right. But the adaptability and creativity of the human mind, to me, is unmatched. All right. Well, you, you gave me sort of a con on that one. Uh, give me a pro. Pro on algorithms. Uh, well, I would imagine as technology does get better that they'll, they will be able to uh, program a recognition of different market states that might change the algorithm automatically. They probably do that to some degree already. Right. Um, uh, you know, I, I'm trying to think, you know, five years, ten years from now. They like they like technology. It just seems to get better and better, and I would imagine that, they, that the algos will get better and better. But again, they're only as good as the people who write them. Good. Oh, well said, well said. Well, John, thanks so much for joining me again here today. It was nice having you here in the broadcast booth. Um, all right, traders, as always, thanks for spending time with us. If you like the interview, uh, check out the other interviews we do have on iTunes, Google Play, and SoundCloud. Uh, trade well, and we'll see you next time. Take care, John. Take care, Eddie. Take care, everybody. Trade well. Futures and Forex trading contains substantial risk and is not for every investor. An investor could potentially lose all or more than their initial investment. Risk capital is money that can be lost without jeopardizing one's financial security or lifestyle. Only risk capital should be used for trading, and only those with sufficient risk capital should consider trading. Past performance is not necessarily indicative of future results.